Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Justice Show. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Gesture Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. Yeah, you bet. And you know who that champ is. That would be me. I don't know. Uh, listen, I understand that's the rock and everything and all that. But I am the people's champ of fantasy, I'll tell you that. Um, some of the leagues, if you're a fantasy player, this is a good week. A lot of us are in the finals. And, uh, hey, listen, just like every other fantasy player out there, I have had some bad teams this year. And uh, I, I have a bunch of great ones, though. Uh, and that's what I'm real happy about. Folks, how is everybody doing tonight? I am the Fantasy Jester. This is the Fantasy Jester Show. Jingle balls, jingle pucks. And more. Yes, folks, this is it. This is the last show of the year. As we go on vacation, we are reporting to you live, not from D-Land, Florida, where we usually come from, but from my little personal island just here off the coast of Florida, and brought to you by beautiful AT&T, who is bringing us our new sound, nice clarity, great work by those folks there, and really enjoying the new service. Also by Blog Talk Radio. Love the people there. I tell you, the customer service has been fantastic over there. As we continue now, we're marching towards not just a new year, but our first. I mean, our very first podcast, April 20th. We'll be celebrating that next year. A lot of great things to come next year. A lot of great guests, but we still have this show to go yet. Brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com, your kingdom for fantasy sports and more. And the and more part is what you really need to key on, folks. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me about this and where we're going and what about the wrestling and all that. I'm telling you, we're not even into this a year, and we've had some fantastic guests during the year. And we've had a lot of fun. And now this year coming, we've already got some great guests planned, plus the first FXE Florida Extreme Entertainment Show. And I'll tell you one thing. I just got done putting together the package for the show and uh, what the lineup was going to look like. And we're going to have one hell of announcement come sometime in January. But again, I keep talking about next year, and why rush it? Why rush it when we're having a great time? It's still this year. We've got the special edition tonight, because tomorrow, Christmas Eve, and for all those out there, whether it's Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, I don't care what you're celebrating. Have a great time. Kick back. Listen to the show. For a bunch of you out there right now, you're listening to the show, wrapping up those last-minute gifts. Oh, yeah, this is a great, great time of year. You're having fun. And what better place to have your sports fun than with myself, JT. We'll be bringing him in soon. 
talking about Major League Baseball. We're going to talk a little wrestling tonight, a little WWE, a little FXE, a little Florida Extreme Entertainment. We can talk a little bit about that tonight. NBA, who's on JT's watch list? What's he have to say about the NBA today? NHL? NHL, you know, it's becoming, uh, everybody here calls it Jester's Playground. Yes, it is. I absolutely love the sport of hockey. Everybody knows that. I am an NFL, NHL guy, uh, former NHL lover. When I was able to spend more time watching it up north and uh, down here, I I watched the lightning and uh, enjoying that as well. NFL. We're going to talk NFL tonight, and uh, one of our one of our guests tonight is going to be a uh, former guest on the show. Gary Ruat is going to be with us, and he was here. Uh, we brought some awareness to his illness and everything. He's here tonight, completely under another light, and we're going to have him on. It's his test. You know, we mentioned the other night, if you listen to FXE Live, okay, the other night we were talking about how FXE Live, the podcast, FXE, the wrestling promotion, and Fantasy Jester Sports, the show and the website, how all now growing, gonna big things coming in January. Well, we also talked about adding some personalities around here and also some personalities on the podcast. So for tonight, you know, Gary Ruat's going to be talking and this is going to be his audition because basically, you know, here's how we're looking at things. Now, our operation is small, but there's a lot of potential for aggressive expansion. So which of you fine gentlemen would like to join our team? Oh, there's only one spot open right now, so we're going to have tryouts. And that's what we're doing. I mean, right now we're expanding every area, and this is, this is what I love, and this is what makes me happy. See, right now, normally this is my rant. This is the holiday season. I'm not going to make it my rant. I have nothing to complain about. I have nothing to rant about right now. I'm at that point, you know, it's Christmas time. I'm having a wonderful time here on the island. I I brought my family in. We're going to have a great, great holiday. And all these great things are happening with FantasyJesterSports.com. We're adding writers. The podcasts, we're adding characters. You know, the wrestling show. (laughs) We're going to go a little over the top. I've got to tell you, folks, we've got some stuff to talk about there. So, yeah, honestly, uh, aggressive expansion is the word around here because we can. And we can do it all because of you, the listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope each and every one of you have a great holiday You're very much appreciated. You allow each and every one of us to do what we love each and every day, and we work hard to bring it to you the best that we can. From all of us here, that's what we work at each and every day, and we're growing. The family here is growing. We love it. We're going to be bringing you more. 2017 is going to be fantastic. 
But right now, right now, going to bring in the guy who is, he's been my partner through all this. Every step of the way, okay, he is joined at the hip with me everywhere we go and everything that we do here. He he has been a friend and through this has become a brother. I really enjoyed, I used to enjoy talking with him before and even more so now as a teammate of mine and my right-hand man through all this. He is the encyclopedia of sports, folks. If you've got a question regarding sports and you just don't want my opinion on it, here's a guy for you. Jason Townsend, he is at Fez, F-E-Z, 437 on Twitter. JT, how are you tonight? Jester, I'm doing fantastic. Happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, Coming to you live from this great state in North Carolina tonight where I'm here to spend uh, the Christmas holidays with my family. So things couldn't be any better. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a great time of year. Everybody's having fun. Tell you the stores were packed today. I don't know uh, how it was. Uh, you were you were on the road. What were the roads like? I know the stores. I went to a couple stores. It was a madhouse today. What were the roads like for you? Yeah, some of the roads coming in, uh, you know, Highway 77, 74, packed. Uh, a lot of people at exits where you knew there were malls or stores. I mean, just backed all the way up. So a lot of people trying to get those last minute gifts. Uh, for family members for this weekend, but definitely something I do not want to take part of. It's insane out there. Yeah, some crazy times right now. And a lot of people, you know, they've got their head in the game, you know, what they're trying to do, and they're not really paying attention. So, folks, go easy. If you've got some last minute running around to do tonight, tomorrow especially, I, I know a lot of you leave the shopping to the last minute and some of you have to uh, understand that been there done that so you know just be safe be safe get home to your families and enjoy a great great time whatever your holiday is makes no difference okay just have a great time go make some memories with your family in the meantime jt we're going to make some more memories we're we've been at this now we're coming up. Uh, next year is going to be our first full year in April. And now some of the things that we can fall back on, you know, we talk about, and it's very nice. Uh, I am currently 13 and two picking the giants this year. One of uh-huh, the things uh-huh. that, one, yeah, 13 and two picking my giants, not you too bad. No, it's Guys, not. no, I was just going to say 13 and two. That's a record that any team in the NFL uh, would be happy to have. Uh, And there's been some crazy games out there the last few weeks, so it's just getting a little bit harder and a little bit harder to pick these games as the weather's starting to become a factor. You got the weather and everything else, and, you know, it has done these past couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about the games later on. We're going to bring in Gary, like I said, uh, later on tonight. But we're going to talk about the games and, you know, not just picking them. We're going to go through picking them quick, but some of the fantasy implications that people should uh, watch and pay attention to, especially now, JT, you know, this is it. This is your week to get what you want. This is it. You're, you want the finals. You got the finals. Now what are you going to do with them? And there's some players out there, 
still available or some players that you have, maybe you should bench. You know, uh, uh, you, you, you mentioned, you know, folks, this is the guy, like I said, not just me. He benched Brady for Matt Moore. Matt how did Moore, that turn out for you? Uh, pretty good if Matt Moore swung four touchdowns on Saturday night versus that anemic Jets pass defense. And uh, Tom Terrific did not have a stellar day. Had I have played old Tom Brady and just kind of gone chalk, I would be sitting on the sidelines this week. So don't be afraid to look at the matchups and don't be afraid to trust your gut. It was funny. Uh, I, I was talking to uh, a friend today and they had called in for fantasy advice. And uh, that was, that was we were talking about players and, and in that, that right there is probably one of the more solid pieces of advice I could give any fantasy player in any fantasy sport. Do not be enamored by the name. Pay attention to matchups, pay attention to conditions. There's other things to pay attention to in particular the numbers. It's not about the name. That, I mean, that, that's universal no matter what sport you're playing. Correct, JT? Absolutely. I mean, you name it, baseball, basketball, hockey, football, ignore the name, look at the numbers. I know a few was a few months ago you had done something on the uh, Fantasy Jester show where you gave me some stats to match somebody else, and we had to pick the player. And time after time, those numbers – were equal, but the names weren't. People were, like you said, too hung up on the names. And, you know, to heck with what that player's done for you last week. This week is a new week. It's always a new week. Last week's points don't count anymore. So just pay attention to it like it's week one every single week. Like it's week one every single week. Pay attention to where where the player or the team or both are trending. These are all things. These right. are all factors to take in. You know, one of the things, JT, that, uh, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> did you do something, JT? Did you do something wrong? Me? You? All right, folks, listen, JT must have, I know I didn't, I, I it's too close to Christmas for me to do uh, something wrong, so, but um, Mrs. Jester's on the line. What did you do? Did you say something bad oh. about the Jags lately? Oh, well, you know, I I might have accidentally mentioned uh, that I thought the Jaguars uh, should have mailed, you know, mailed the season in 10 or 11 weeks ago, you know, something along that line. But, uh, you know, I, I can't believe she'd be coming after me now about it. Wow. Uh, or, or who knows? Maybe you did something else. So let's, uh, folks, uh, for the first time ever, really live on air, Honey, Mrs. Jester, how are you tonight, sweetie? I'm good. How's everybody doing? Uh, I was good. We were were great, honey. We were great. Yeah, just wondering what uh, (laughs) make you want to call into the studio, dear. Believe it or not, it's, it's not to hammer JT. And no, dear, you didn't do anything wrong all day long. It was fantastic. But I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to wish everyone a very, very Merry Christmas and thank everybody who's been such a great support to you through the last year. You've put a lot of hard work and 
an incredible amount of time into to making the show as good as it can be. And I just wanted to thank everybody out there for listening and being so loyal and wish them all a very Merry Christmas. Wow. JT, we're in the clear. That was actually pretty good. Hey, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, I, I just felt like uh, like a, a ton was just lifted off my shoulder there. I thought the Reaper was behind <laughs> me on that. So, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right oh, now. Oh, no, JT, I'll get you later for the Jags comment, but that this isn't the time. I just wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and as always, I overplayed my hand. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All righty. Uh, well, Thank you, honey, for calling in. That was uh, really nice and uh, really appreciate yep, that. Absolutely. Well, I you guys see. are doing a fantastic job. You sound great. You got you got it going on, and I'm I'm so proud of you both. You guys have just done a great job with this, and uh, I love you, Jester. Thank you, sweetheart. Love you too. Uh, and uh, make sure the cocktail is ready for after the show. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> see All you right. soon. Take care. See Thank you. you. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye. Folks, wow, there is a uh, once in a uh, really, JT, we've been on eight months. She's never been on before. Yeah. No, she's never been on before. That's fantastic. And it's it's funny, you know, I almost was expecting to hear, I love you, Jester, and I loathe you, JT. But, you know, hey, I didn't get that. So, you know, I'll take that as a bonus right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, she said it wasn't that kind of call, so uh, I'm sure she'll give you an I love you later, you know, with yes, that. She so. probably will. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. But that was a that was a nice little treat. You know, earlier, and maybe we should uh, we should get into this uh, right now, folks. Is that you know earlier in the day? No, not that earlier in the day. I shouldn't say it like that. It was just before the show. Uh-huh. He couldn't come on during the show. JT was tied up working on, on something at his end of the studio because he's in a remote location today. And uh, I had the opportunity, JT, as you know, uh, folks, World Series Cleveland Indians radio announcer Jim Rosenhouse uh, had called in earlier. He, he wanted to be on the show, and he was going to be tied up. It's the Christmas season. He has stuff to do with his family. He couldn't make it during the live portion of the show. But uh, he, he gave me a call to wish me uh, happy, you know, uh, happy holidays and everything. So right now, what I'd like to do, Jim Rosenhouse, Cleveland Indians radio announcer, just a little bit ago, just before the show came on the air. Let's see who this is on the line. I think I've seen this number before. Hello, how are you? Who's this? It's Jim Rosenhouse of the Cleveland Indians. Great to talk to you again. Wow, Jim, great for you to call in. Great for you to call in. Happy holidays and uh, Happy New Year to you. Uh, Same to you and and all your listeners. Uh, Great time of year for sure. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. Uh, You know what? If you have a minute uh, while you're here, uh, I just want to ask you a couple quick questions about, you know, first off, obviously, the World Series and the World Series experience. What was that like for you at your end? Uh, you know, for what did you take away from it? I would say, you know, it, it was tremendous, and a couple of reasons. It had been a little while uh, since the Indians had been there, so for the fans in Cleveland to, to have a World Series again for the first time since 1997, and have a, a chance to win it for the first time since 
48. It, it was a special time for for fans in the city. And then just the series itself, being the, the Indians who had gone since 48, since winning a series, and then obviously the, the story of the Cubs having gone since 1908, uh, there was just tremendous historical significance to it. And then the way it played out, it really turned out to be a, a tremendous World Series and, and a very memorable Game 7. So um, I think you felt you were a part of history going into it, and then the way it played out and, and what transpired in the end, it certainly wasn't a historical series uh, the way things finished. So just to, to be a small, very small part of that and, and you know, have have great access and, and mm-hmm. just be a part of those games was tremendous. It, it really was. Absolutely. It must have been. I, I can't imagine just being a part of all that because, you know, I, I'm not a kid anymore. I've seen a couple of World Series in my day. And to me, I have had the argument with people that was the best World Series I've ever seen from storyline to how it played out, uh, you know, even though it was Cleveland's on the wrong end of it, just an amazing, amazing story from, you know, the two teams, like you said, the two teams being not being in there and not winning in some time to how it all played out through the series, probably to me. That'll go down, and I've seen, like I said, Jim, I've seen a bunch, but that goes down as one of the most memorable World Series, and I'm glad you had a, a good time and came away with some good times from that, too. Yeah, you know, it's funny, growing up, um, you know, I remember probably the first great one I remember would have been 75, the, the Reds, Red Sox um, World Series with the Carlton Fisk home run, and, and usually that's what it takes. You need a one of the games to just be uh, extremely memorable for whatever reasons. And, and I think what made this one was the game seven with all the twists and turns, um, you know, then the, the rain delay heading in extra innings and a team winning right. in extra innings was, you know, I think that's what made it such a, a memorable series. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, so many years there might be just a five game series. It's not really memorable. Maybe it's a great team that just blows right through and, um, the team was great, but but maybe those set of games in the series weren't the most memorable. So exactly. I think this one, you had two teams with with uh, tremendous storylines trying to win a World Series for the first time and forever for both of them. And then the, to, the way it played out was just tremendous. Absolutely, yes. Yes, I agree. It was absolutely, to me, anybody, if you are the slightest bit of baseball fan, it was absolutely historic. World Series. I absolutely loved it. And now coming off of that, you know, Cleveland Indian fans have been wondering, okay, what's going to happen this off season? you know, and where do we go from here? Is, is the club going to stay put? Are they going to dismantle? Are we going to re-bolster the team and get it? You know, let, let's go after this again. And now all of a sudden, you know, Cleveland Indian fans are saying hello to Edwin and Canarcion. And probably goodbye to Mike Napoli. Uh, That's my opinion now that they've got him. Uh, How do you feel about this, Jim? What do you think for the team? Well, I think you're right. They're in a a spot right now. And I don't know necessarily that that maybe a large market team, if they do it right, uh, goes through the cycles that a smaller market team does. But but they're, 
certainly a difference there. And the Indians are in a spot where they've been patient with their development and some of the acquisitions that they've made. And they find themselves in a great position where their best players are under contract for a couple of more years. Uh, those, those, that group of players is generally fairly young. Uh, they're in a stage in their contracts where, where they're manageable for a team in a market size like Cleveland. And they, they make it to game seven of the world series. Could they have kind of held the status quo probably and, and, and gave it another good run again next year. But I think they're trying to, to guard against kind of going stale a little bit, if, if, if you will, and, and shake it up a little bit. Um, would they have liked to kept Mike Napoli? Sure, but statistically, they're getting a better hitter in, in Edwin Encarnacion. Now, Napoli meant a ton in the clubhouse and was great for some of the younger players, and that will be interesting to, to see how that transpires next year if someone else kind of takes that leadership role. I'm sure it'll happen. But, you know, that's not to be undervalued, but strictly on the field, they're getting a better hitter. And that's saying a lot because Napoli had just a tremendous season a year ago, career highs for him in home runs and runs driven in. And yet Encarnacion uh, over the last five years has been a dominant hitter in baseball. So, they feel they're still getting the best of him at this time, and, and to do it over three years, I think it's a lot for what ownership's trying to do here, and, and that's take advantage of a window and see if they can't make that one final step next season. You know, I, you just took the words right out of my mouth. What I was going to say to you is about the window, the window of opportunity. And in my eyes, I think something like that, going out and getting Edwin and adding him to the roster – it lets the players know that management's behind them and they believe that they are close enough to have to go out and go get a bat like him to put the icing maybe on that cake to show that management believes in this core group. Uh, I think it's going to go a long way as far as what you had said uh, as uh, the letdown possibility for the season. Yeah. So. And second time in six months they've done that. I, they did that at the trade deadline, picking up Andrew Miller. I mean, what that uh, guys in the clubhouse the next day that that, that the trade was happening uh, were just ecstatic. I mean, here was the best reliever on the market, and the Indians went out and got him in a trade. And now, arguably, the if not the best, one of the top power hitters out there in the off season, they've gone out and gotten him. So absolutely, that that says something to the players that are here. And I think we saw the remember the Royals a couple of years back, they lost a seven game series to the giants in the world series. Mm -hmm. And that off season, they made a couple of moves um, that really, I think said the same thing to their team. And it just gave them not that they needed it, but it just, it gave them that little bit extra that you may need to take that last step. And it's not going to be easy. Um, just to get into the playoffs and then get on the run that they did. They'll need a little bit extra because if they do get on that same kind of run and mm-hmm. somehow get past a Boston team that's improved in the offseason, and surely there'll be some others that we're, we're not even aware of right now that have great seasons that make the playoffs, if they can get back to the World Series, chances are they're going to have to face the Cubs again. <laughs> and, and the Cubs exactly. have a great young team and seemingly getting better. So, uh, you, you can't stay 
it, if you're staying the same, it, you probably take a step backwards. So they're, they're trying to move forward and, and, and really take advantage of a good time in their history right now. And I've got JT on hold right now, and I'll be remiss. I, I'm gonna, he's on hold taking care of something. And I just wanted to ask you, I'd be remiss if I didn't. I guess, you know, uh, part of the conditions, we had talked about that on the MVP list. The last time we spoke, you know, you had Napoli, Lindor, uh, and Kipnis, you said, was ahead of us. And then you had JT and I at fourth on the Cleveland Indians MVP <laughs> list. And you said that they would have to win the World Series for us to pass Kip. Now, I guess getting to Game 7, we, we're still mired in fourth here, or did we eke him out and make it to third? Cannot go back against the original format. Uh, didn't win the World Series. Sorry. <laughs> you you got to stay where you are. Wow. Oh, this is, baseball is a rough sport, this is, this is I'll a, tell you. It's a bottom line business. <laughs> <laughs> bottom line, Jim, it's always a pleasure to have you on. We look forward to having you on come the spring and give us your perspective of what you're seeing early on. Thanks so much. You and your family, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Same to you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. As always, Jim is just a fantastic guy to talk to, a great friend of the show. That was our conversation earlier this evening, just before we came on air. JT, uh, just it, it, he is just great to talk to. Couldn't you talk baseball with him literally all day? You know, I could sit down and talk baseball with him for the whole season. Um, <laughs> a wealth of knowledge. I love the. I just I love his energy, his knowledge, uh, and his passion for the sport. I will say I'm a little disappointed we couldn't get a little holiday bump up to third there. I like that you tried to slide that in there, but he's right. It's a bottom line business, so we're just going to have to, uh, when we have him back in the spring, we're just going to have to, uh, you know, turn it up a little bit and get them uh, over the hump. I tell you, I, I, I thought, I personally figured, all right, it's the holidays. I figured I was hitting them right at the good time, you know. It's Perfect. the holidays. Exactly. Everybody's in a good mood. A little, a little giving there. A little giving. You know, I, I listen, I, he said World Series win game seven. Right. We got to game seven. I mean, and that didn't count. So that that's, that's just hard. So we're going to have now, to go a little harder and bring Cleveland a, uh, a World harder. Series next year. And Jester, what did I tell you last time? You need to put a little bit more of the uh, alcohol in the eggnog back in the green room next time, okay? <laughs> hey, listen, uh, so far to date, even with the great renegade, okay, we haven't had a problem with a anybody complaining what goes on with this green room. No, we really haven't, so. So I'm not, I'm not too bad. Boy, I tell you, folks, as we continue on tonight, we have another guest call in right now. Somebody uh, on the line, I, I definitely know who this number is. It's, uh, it's a busy day, folks. And, uh, you know, one of our sponsors, fantastic, fantastic people out of West Palm Beach, Deep Obsession Charters, Ryan Walton, Amber and the gang, good old little Koa. Love that little kid. I tell you, he's absolutely adorable. Yes. He, he is, isn't he? He's he is the cutest. Football too. 
big football fan already, and uh, I, I see one thing. Uh, Walt Aikens from uh, the Miami Dolphins is really taking a shining to him. I mean, he carries Koa around the field and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, he's an adorable little kid. Yeah, he is. He really is. And, folks, you know, we have them as a sponsor, and we're we're selective. We're not going to just go ahead and have anybody be our sponsors. We're not a bunch of media whores. So the idea is this, you know, we go with quality people and not just from a standpoint of the people that you deal with Ryan Walton, quality people, but also when you go out on the, on the dives with them, okay. Quality professionalism, unbelievable. They go, they manage somehow. It it, it gives you that family feel that you just want to have a good time with family. Okay. But you know, you're in good hands. Okay, Ryan knows. I mean, he is really one phenomenal diver. They have all different kinds of dives that they do. And uh, he's on the line right now. And I definitely, as one of our sponsors, got to give him time whenever he calls in. So let's get him on the line. Uh, Ryan, how are you tonight, sir? Hey, Jester, JT. What's up, guys? Going on, Ryan? (laughs) How's hey, life, man? Yeah, How's life uh, on the boat? I knew, yeah, I knew you were doing this, so I wanted to call in and say happy holiday. And uh, obviously, I appreciate the the kind plug you just put out there for me. Uh, no, oh, man, I mean, you know it, it's the truth. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta. I mean, it, anyone out there listening to this, follow this guy on Facebook. I've seen some of the videos of some of the stuff that they do. And you're talking about somebody who has zero interest in doing this until I started watching the videos. I will be doing this when I come down to Florida. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, no, they do it right. And, you know, folks, there's a, there's a bunch of different dives that they do. And, you know, Ryan, you want to go ahead? And since we got you here, why don't you, why don't you tell everybody about some of those dives? Well, I mean, what, what we specialize in is our shark expeditions and, uh, that's obviously where my passion lies is shark conservation and ecotourism. So um, that's, that's where you can normally find me is on a shark dive. Uh, But we have some awesome shipwrecks here, pristine coral reefs and one of the most famous macro dives in the world, which is the blue heron bridge. And if, if you're a diver or snorkeler, we've got something for you. Nice. Nice. And, uh, you know, one of the things, he, you know, we mentioned about, you know, you, you're a big Dolphins fan, season ticket holder, Koa yes. uh, and all that is loved by the players down there. Let me ask you something. While we've got you on the line, real quick, uh, I've got a good, good football question for you. Give me, okay. give me your NFL Final Four. Give me your AFC Championship game. Give me your NFC Championship game. Well, I'll start NFC, and um, I believe in the Cowboys' offensive line. So I think we're going to see the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Um, Their opponent, though, uh, right right now, I believe it's going to be Tampa. Um, I could definitely see Tampa still pulling off their wild card spot and then moving on. they're just finally getting it together. So Dallas and, and Tampa would actually be my uh, championship on the NFC side. AFC, 
you know I'd love to see the Dolphins there, but I'm in a one-game-at-a-time mentality just like they are right now. Um, I, I believe the Patriots, unfortunately, are going to weasel their way back there. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> for their opponent, as much as I'd, I'd love to see it be the Dolphins, the Steelers are finally starting to click. So it, we'll see what happens this week. But as of today um, – that's pretty much what I I believe is going to happen. All right, all right. I'm writing it. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down because over this next week or two, uh, once we come back as well, I'm going to go ahead and begin a bunch of people's ideas and, and talk about this after the new year, Ryan. Uh, hopefully, we can have you back on talk about it as we get closer to the playoffs and what's going on. Then, love to have you back. Awesome. Well. Thank you guys for uh, letting uh, let me come on again quick. And, again, happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. Uh, happy New Year, buddy. And uh, hopefully our Dolphins can do it. Yeah, yeah. There you myself. go. Well, fins up for you there. And happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Ryan. You have a great night, sir. Thanks so much for calling in. Folks, that was Ryan Walton calling in from Deep Obsession Charters down in West Palm Beach. Listen. You can hear it. He is, he is, he is as calm. You know, if yeah. you're a Giants fan, you like Eli because he's calm, he's laid back and everything. You can hear that in Ryan. He's calm, he's laid back. You, you know you're going to have a good time with him, but right. you're also going to feel safe. He knows now, his are, business. Yeah, God. And, he, and he's got that calm, cool collectedness, but unlike Eli – I don't think Ryan's going to turn it over when he's doing his profession, unlike uh, somebody else. So, Yeah, no, we're going to talk about that. And it's crazy because I talked with uh, a, a famous Eagle fan of ours. And, um, yeah, and uh, actually was watching the game. Media? Yeah, I was watching the game with that Eagles fan last night oh, and uh, had to deal with that. And before the game, he asked me, is there any way, is there any chance in hell that the Eagles win? And I said, yes. I said, surely, if Feli shows up. And Feli yes, is a contraction for F, Eli, and yeah, you get the <laughs> point, folks. Um, and Feli showed up, three interceptions. That's how, I mean, there you go. All at, listen, that was aided, but there were some bad calls last night. As well, so uh, and, and listen. Speaking of that, okay, I'm sure I can get somebody who's on the line right now to agree with me that that pass interference towards the end of the game that was. I mean, I had an Eagle fan sitting there going, "Oh my God, we got away with it." So I'm sure that our next our next caller right now, we've got somebody on the line, folks. Again, you know, fantasy jester show is brought to you by fantasyjestersports.com on our website we have one of the best young sports writers i see out there right now i read sports i read a ton of sports not just our website i read everybody's website I know who's writing what and when. I think I know what some of these guys are going to write before they write it, okay? 
And I have what is equivalent to a superstar on my squad. JT, am I wrong? I, I, I know it sounds, if you, if you haven't had a chance to read her articles yet, Kid Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's I mean, fantastic. I, like I've said before, she's a great writer. One of the best young sports writers out there right now, and I love it that she is part of the team. She's on the line now. And you know what? Here's another great reason to love this girl. She's a Giants fan. I mean, is there anything better oh. than a fellow Giants fan? I'll tell you. I can't wait. Apparently being She's an Eagles fan today is better than being a Giants fan, but we won't go there. No, 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 no. Because you know what? We still have a chance of being in the playoffs. An Eagles fan, no matter <laughs> what happened last night, still has no chance. Am I wrong? Kid Kelly, am I wrong? Oh, oh it was aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, though it, it does feel good knowing that the Eagle season is over. <laughs> Eagle season's over, and uh, we still we still can get in there. We've got a tough one though next week, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, but you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you've been uh, you've been that? at it on the site though. You you've got some articles on there and uh one of the new things that we've thrown at you is the wrestling. That's been uh that's been a little learning experience for you, huh? Yeah, I have to do a lot of looking up what different terms mean because I've never watched wrestling except for like a few high school wrestling matches. And that is amazing. Not that reading those profiles. You would not know that reading those profiles. I figured she's been a fan as long as you and I. JT, that's, <laughs> a, that's what I'm telling you. That's when you know you've got a good writer because I've had plenty of guys that have years of wrestling experience in the business read those articles and think that they're well done. And I try and to explain to them, she's just learning about wrestling. She's just She's new at this. And they're like, wow, those are some good articles. No, the really fantastic job, kid. You keep that up. Absolutely great work. And obviously keep Yeah, obviously keep up the great work and keep pulling for those giants and uh keep keep kicking out some really great articles. What do you have coming up? Who who's next on your uh hit parade there? What do you uh, have for the next Bree wrestler? Bella. Bree Bella. Brie Bella's next? Oh, that should be good. I right. believe so. <laughs> I'll be looking at that one. Yeah, no, I can't wait. Make sure you put plenty of pictures in that one. Oh, okay. I'm not a words kind of guy. I don't like words. No, no. You like definitely pictures. need pictures to get through the book. <laughs> JT, you won't be arguing about pictures in that book. Who are you kidding? No, we'll look at that one. You know nothing. Uh, listen, I'm gonna. Oh, I will be. Ed- I'm gonna edit the hell out of that. I will be taking that <laughs> snippet and keeping that one for a while, folks. You'll be hearing that on my little drop board <laughs> next year. That he knows nothing as a drop. Whew, that's golden. <laughs> Kate Kelly. Um, yeah, no, you are one heck of a writer, young lady. You keep up the good work, and you and your family. Have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas. Holidays, and a Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. <laughs> you have a great night. Folks, that was Kid Kelly from FantasyJesterSports.com, one of our great writers. She is, I'm telling you, JT, I, I just, 
I love, love her work. And you know what? She does a great, great job. She hands in the uh, every assignment on time, complete. And, uh, yeah, I can't ask for anything. I really can't ask for no, better she, from her. She really is a good writer. She's definitely an asset uh, to the team. So I love having her. You know, next up, we have a former guest uh, on the line. You know, JT, we've talked about Ryan and his perchance to (laughs) dive with sharks and no cage and how I thought that was something that I pretty much would never do. Our next guest also does something that I can pretty much bet that unless the plane has lost both engines and there is zero hope of ever restarting them. This man jumps out of a plane as it's working fine. And he's done it several times, folks, several hundred times, several hundred times. And we're going to get, yeah, I got to get him on and talk a little bit. Former guest. We've had him on before. Dave, Cockle is on the line straight from England. He is one hell of a skydiver, JT, and we're about to bring him in right now. Dave, how are you tonight, sir? Hey, Jester, I'm doing just fine. How are you? Can't complain, can't complain. Getting ready for Christmas, you know, it's that good time of year, you know, uh, getting ready for a little holiday cheer, if you will. And, uh, you know, just enjoying the last show of the year. Glad you could call in. That's very nice. Thanks so much for calling. Oh, no worries. Just wish you all a Merry Christmas. I hope it goes well for you. It's nice of you to invite me back to say hello and to, I think you say over there, wish wish you a happy holiday. So here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Dave, Dave. this is is JT. Dave, I got to tell you, one of your interviews, uh, we had you on way back when we started this. It's still one of my favorite ones. I try to picture myself doing the stuff you were talking about. Man, I get chills just thinking about it. So you lead a crazy life, man. Definitely one of my favorite people. It's good to hear from you again. Yeah, yeah thanks. D- yeah. Dave, why don't you yeah, go, go ahead, ahead and tell some of the people. Uh, you you mentioned the speeds and how many jumps and you know, give us give us the, the good fan that hasn't heard your interview before some of the crazy statistics, like how high you've jumped from or how fast you've gone. Yeah, well, I, I remember last time I was on, I, I, I was thinking, I oh, know, I'll tell him about the head down jump that I did. Essentially, mm-hmm. there's two there's two ways you can skydive. You can belly fly, which is basically you jump out, you get stable. And if you can imagine lying on the carpet watching TV, you know, with your, your belly to the carpet and your legs are up and arched, that's pretty much belly flying. When you do free flying, uh, one of the things you can do is head down, where you're going down to earth like a missile, head first. You need to Ooh. be incredibly stable, and you, you, can't, you can't attempt something like that unless you've got good control of your body in the air. And that doesn't come until you've had several dozens, maybe even hundreds of jumps. And there was one guy that turned up at the drop zone and he was really up for the worst and the best. And he said, oh, I want to do a head down with you. And so I spoke to him before we got in the plane. We went up and when it was time to jump out, we, we, we did what we practiced on the ground. And we both went head down together 
attached to each other by holding each other's jumpsuit. And I had a ProTrack device on my helmet, which basically measures the airspeed, uh, the speed at which you're falling. And it, when I got down and we looked at the stats, it was 219 miles per hour. <laughs> That's how fast we were falling to earth, head down. And we only had 36 seconds before we had to break away and find a clean space to pull our canopies open. And that, that was the most memorable jump I think I ever did in my life. And it, it, I mean, to think that you're going at that speed is just unreal, you know? Unbelievable. I just couldn't. I, I knew. No. How about, how about new on that one, Dave? I'll tell you, that is just incredible, incredible time. And, uh, uh, you know, when I, I, I just, I can't even think about it. I mean, what, what, what goes through your mind literally when you take that first step, how hard is that first step? Literally? Well, I think if any true skydiver is being honest, and I'm I'm being honest, you, you always have that anxiety, that butterfly feeling, leading right up to the moment when you jump out the plane. But as soon as you're in free fall and you're doing whatever it is you're doing, either solo or in a you know a four way or an eight way to do some sort of configuration practice in the air, um, you know all of that anxiety just literally blows away if you excuse the pun it, it just leaves you the minute you get out the plane and then of course the only other little twinge is when you you pull away from your team and you're ready to deploy your canopy you know you have that two or three seconds where you're thinking shoot i want i want <laughs> shoot i want to make sure the shoot opens you know and then once it does, <laughs> you know the anxiety goes away again and then the next thing is to make sure you don't land and you know hurt yourself but it, it, it comes naturally. I mean, I think when we all drive at high speed or on the highway, we don't really think about the consequences if something goes wrong, because if we did, we'd never get in the car. So right. you, you kind of don't let it overwhelm you. But, you know, a true trust skydiver would be somebody that recognizes the anxiety and the fear, but manages it. And I think that's what the sport has taught me is how to deal with fear and actually not let it kind of get in the way of what you want to do in life. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. That's great. Dave, uh, one quick. Let me get one quick question for you, real while you're there, Dave. So, have you ever, have you ever done, or have you ever thought of doing, what is it like, the flying squirrel suits or anything of that nature? Yeah, you're talking about uh, Birdman wingsuits. Um, I did yeah. come close to trying it once several years ago, but what I found is that when I first started skydiving in the early 2000s, it was a very immature. Um, skydiving technique and there was a lot of rough edges to it in my opinion. Over the years they've perfected the wingsuits and the techniques tremendously and although I've never done it and I'm not sure if I ever would, I've got to say that's probably the cream de la cream of skydiving because, you know, especially if you look at some of the videos on Norway and all the fjords mm -hmm. and how these birdmen just fly through the mountains it's just absolutely breathtaking. Um, yeah, I mean all of it but I've never done it, you know it's highly skilled and highly nice. specialized. I will say that. I imagine so. Nice. You know, let me ask you something. I, I'll, I've got one last question for you, Dave, while we've got you here. Uh, I don't know if you follow uh, the American skydiver, Luke Aikens. He did the uh, dive uh, 25,000 feet without a parachute. And uh, wow. my question, yeah, my question to you is, is that now – Obviously, you've jumped with a parachute. Can you ever imagine diving 25,000 feet without a parachute, knowing you're just going to land into a net? No, that just seems crazy to me. 
I mean, that, that, that requires a lot of skill because, you know, even as an experienced skydiver, I can never guarantee you I can land on a, a you know, a quarter. Uh, you know, you need a sort of certain radius of 10, 15, 20 feet. I could probably get it down to 10 feet, but, you know, and that's with a canopy. I mean, when you're free falling right the way down to earth, I mean, I, no, I've, I've never, I've never, never thought of doing that. And, that would be a challenge. That really would. Isn't that? Yeah, that is, to me, that was one of the most amazing dives I had ever seen was, I mean, 25,000 feet to me already is just amazing. But then when I heard that he was going to do it, no parachute, I just, I said, this man's lost his mind. And I am currently, actually, I have an email out to him. I put it out last week to get him to come on the show just because I got to get a minute with him. My question to you as, as we wrap up now is, is it difficult for you to drive 55? I mean, is that boring to you? Is that put you to sleep? <laughs> yeah, I have to confess it is hard. I mean, I do have a bit of a heavy foot and a, a friend of mine that I was driving around with recently. says he, he says, Dave, you do tend to speed quite a bit, but I've got a good car, and I don't always know how fast I'm going until I look at the speedometer. But, yeah, driving slow is not something that I'm prone to doing, you know. So, And I have got a few tickets, so, you know, I am guilty of that. <laughs> Just an action junkie. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much for calling in. You, your family, on, everybody, happy holidays, happy New Year. You have a great New Year, sir. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks to you guys. All the best for 2017. Thank you. Same to you. Thanks so much. <sighs> Folks, Dave Cockle, one that of the, guy, yeah, he is fantastic. I could talk to him. Another guy I could talk to forever. Just a really great guy. And I'll tell you, I, 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 I can't do it, JT. I just could not do that, man. I couldn't, st- I can't imagine standing at the edge well, of the door of the plane and going, be like, uh, and the plane's still you, working? Right. You you know, you remind me of, like, Norm and Cliff Claiborne in an episode of Cheers where they were going to go skydiving, and then at the end, everybody else jumped in there, screw it, we're going to stay in the plane. You know, that, that'd be what you would do. You'd stay in the plane. You know, I, I'd be sitting there going, I, I thought there was a free movie. <laughs> well, now, oh, I am the free movie. Oh, you are the shit. free movie. In all fairness, though, anyone who does listen to the show already knows who's got the um, proverbial cojones in the family because I believe it's the missus that dives with sharks. The missus is just starting to, yeah, yeah. The last dive, uh, the last dive, unintentionally, they weren't going out for shark, but uh, they ran into two. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, no, in January, she's going out with Ryan and the gang, actually, uh, from Deep Obsession to uh, do some shark diving. And, uh, yeah, 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 no, I won't be on the dive either. I won't be in the air jumping from a perfectly good plane, and I won't be under the water messing with sharks and no cage. No, not happening. No. No, All right, folks. You know, before we get into this nine o'clock hour, okay? Oh, I just needed a good stretch. Ever just stretch and it just feels so good. That that was I wasn't planning the hesitation there, 
But that was, I was stretching in the middle of talking. That was one of the best stretches I've had in a long time. My old body just <laughs> needed that so bad. Funny as hell, but it's true. Folks, also, FantasyJesterSports.com brings you Fantasy Justice Show. Jingle balls, jingle pucks, and more. And as we continue on, another one of our writers, JT, is on the line. Somebody who hasn't been on in a little bit, and uh, I'm happy to say he is here tonight. Busy Jay is with us tonight, JT. Oh, wow. Okay. Busy. How are you, sir? I'm good. How's everybody doing? Happy holidays. What's going on, Busy? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Likewise, Merry Christmas sir. to you and your family, sir. How's life likewise, in New York? Well, it's pretty cold right now considering what happened last night. You know, Eli struck again, and, you know, we have to deal with all these Cowboy fans all of a sudden ecstatic that they've won the division, and they don't have any idea that they're not going to win the Super Bowl. But other than that, everything's cool. You know, let me ask you something, okay? And before I, I, I asked Ryan this question earlier, and before I get to that question, I have a better one for you. As a a guy who, yeah, uh, you love your football. I know you do. And I've got a question that I'm going to start asking. I'm going to start asking the question tonight. You're the first person I'm going to ask. I'm not going to ask JT first. You're going to be the first person I ask. Then I'll ask JT later on in the show. And then we'll continue this discussion when we come back from the vacation. You've got two guys in Dallas. You've got two rookies in Dallas that are performing well. Next year, which one do you feel is more susceptible to the sophomore slump, Prescott or Elliott? Hmm, that's a tough one. I'm going to go Elliott, and here's why. I think Brock is going to be a phenomenal quarterback. Another year learning that offensive system. If he doesn't have to worry about Tony Romo walking over his back, I think he's going to blossom into something special. I'm going to have to go with Zeke because I just don't know if he's going to be able to sustain the high volume to carry that he's going to get. Who's to say he don't get hurt, like, you know, preseason or in the playoffs? Like, I don't, you know, do we have that much confidence in offensive line? Of course we do, but I'm going to have to go with Zeke. Gotcha. Now, let me ask you something. I asked Ryan earlier, and I'm going to ask you this now. Final four, NFL, AFC championship game, NFC championship game. Who do you have? I'm going to have... I'm with AFC. I'm going to go AFC first. I'm going to have to go to Patriots, and I'm going to say the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to find a way to get to the championship game. I think they're gelling at the right time. The offense is coming together. Going with the Steelers, Patriots. We've seen that show before. We're going to see it again. And for the NFC, I think I'm going to stick to with the Seahawks. Going to find a way into Dallas, and we might have a change in the guard, or defense might prevail again. But uh, that's my final four right there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Got it. Seattle, Dallas, New England, Pittsburgh. Busy J, folks, from FantasyJesterSports.com and so many other places. You can find him on Twitter, Busy J on Twitter. Correct, Busy? That's right. That's right. All righty. And he is everywhere, folks. He is our New York connection for you all. FantasyJesterSports.com lovers. Catch him on there. 
Busy Jay, we're going to be looking for you. What's next up on there for you? What do you have? Uh, NBA rankings coming up? Yeah, I'm going to have the NBA power rankings before the Christmas games start on Sunday. I'll have that up tonight because, you know, the NBA season doesn't officially start until Christmas Day. And we got a good one on Christmas Day. Cavs, Warriors, the rematch. Look for, I'm going yeah. for the Warriors to make. I'm going looking for the Warriors to embarrass the Cavs on Christmas Day. You heard it here first. Nice, nice. JT, who do you have in that game? Uh, well, let's be honest. The Warriors have really run roughshod through the NBA at this point. Uh, I always will choose the Western Conference team over the Eastern Conference team. So I see the Warriors winning that game as well. Gotcha. Real quick, Busy, before you go, a basketball question for you, okay? Michael, right. uh, I was watching the uh, Yes Network uh, about a week ago, and Michael Kay, I believe it was, had brought up a point. He, was, he wasn't too happy with Mello. Second nationally televised game, one against the Warriors now and once against Cleveland, and magically, Mello can't play. Now, he was he's a little upset. Now, I, I believe him in this. Did Mello back out because he didn't want to get blown out by two quality teams on national TV? It just seems kind of freaky. Out of the blue, he had this bad shoulder in this game, all right, and only missed that one game from it, the one where you would want to play the most if you had any kind of manhood. Am I wrong? I mean, are you, are you starting to see that? I, I could see where that could come, where that's coming from, but I just think it was just a weird coincidence. Um, and I'm glad you brought up the Knicks because the Knicks drew play on Christmas Day against the um, Boston Celtics. Both teams are like neck and neck, third and fourth seed in, in the East. You're going to see Melo on full display. I will be shocked if he doesn't play on Christmas Day. And that might silence some of his critics about him playing on a big stage. So the team is playing well. I think he just probably felt like he needed a rest, and it just so happened there was those two games against those two teams. Weak. I don't know. I'd say it's weak, but anyway, busy you, your family. Uh, have a great, great holiday. Happy New Year to you. Hope it's happy, healthy, and prosperous, busy uh, Jay. Thanks. You guys, you too. Both of you guys. Happy holidays. Take care, Busy. Have a good holiday, buddy. All right, then. All right, thanks. Folks, Busy Jay from FantasyJesterSports.com. In and out. But we had him there. Um, you know, JT, moving right along, we have a, a friend of the show on next. He is uh, He's in Hawaii. And, uh, oh, for some one of my that- favorite friends. Yeah, yeah. For some, being in Hawaii might be, uh, oh, wow, was he surfing and all that? No, folks. One of the people that we call fan of the show, friend, but most of all, somebody that I know that I can speak for JT when I say we're very proud of. Serving our country. Serving our country. Nick Dello, who his dad, as well as a friend, family member of the show, one of the part-time writers and on the podcast and just all around great guy too. It's just, a, it's just a, the whole Dello family is nothing but a, yep, a, a one of the great best families. Bu- I know. 
great, great people and, and great class people. Um, and Nick is on the line from Hawaii, folks. And uh, Nick, thanks so much, not just for joining us, but thank you so much for serving serving us and serving our country, sir. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Jester. How are you doing? Not too bad. I got JT here. JT. Yeah, Nick. Nick, I got to say it, man, for all the listeners out there, and not only is he out there serving our country, but the recently promoted Nick Dello. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, I mean, I'm private first class now. Um, just got promoted two weeks ago with a waiver, meaning I guess I'm doing my job the right way. And McMahon saw that, and they said, okay, he needs a promotion. He's doing good. Give him more leadership responsibility. Nice. Well, nice, nice. Not not, not shocking, that's for sure. JT, no, I'm sure you're not, not surprised. No, I see big things in this uh, in this gentleman's future. Uh, you're doing it right, Nick. We're all proud of you. You know, we, we tend to be willing to overlook your taste in professional sports teams and the Texas Rangers who just yeah, can't seem to ever figure it out <laughs> in the uh, postseason and the Buffalo Bills. Well, we need somebody to go wide right. But uh, how you feeling There's about your – There's still a chance uh, this your, year, though. Still a chance. There is a chance. So you're saying a chance. A chance of what? So how you feeling about Buffalo? A chance of what? Wait, for what team? For I'm snow? I'm... There's a chance of snow in <laughs> Buffalo. Um, no, I'm serious. Oh, What's he talking? JT, that... I'm sorry. There's... Maybe I'm missing something in the translation from <laughs> across the seas from Hawaii. What is well, there a chance of? Apparently, no, there's still a chance. Still have the chance of making it to the playoffs. The only chance that you guys have, okay, is that Rex Ryan will put another all-you-can-eat buffet out of business. That is true. That's a good chance. That's but a good chance. Right now. Right now, there's about a 3% chance of the Bills making the playoffs. Jeez. Hey, 3% more than the Philadelphia Eagles got. It, <laughs> that is true, too. Uh, 3%. You know, uh, as I'm looking down the board here, 3%, JT? Isn't that the percentage hey. of times that New England isn't cheating? Oh, I think I think that's a little yes. high for New England on that. Um for that times they're not cheating. But, hey, let's be honest. For Buffalo Bills, 3% is like 50 or 60 for other teams. Just real quick, because uh, it's coming up, folks, and you'll know what I'm talking about in a minute. I see you, Gary. I see you on the board. Yes. Yes, I can't wait to talk Patriots tonight, JT. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, Nick, no. Uh, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo is uh, it's got a chance of not much this year, Nick. Let's be honest. No, I, I know. I don't. Up. I don't see it happening either. But there's still the chance there, so we got to be happy yeah. about anything. Hey, what do you want to see your team do next year? Let me ask you something. Hold on, before I let JT loose on you, because I'm sure he's got something he's got. He's going to pick on you about or something. <laughs> um, let me ask you something. What is your greatest desire? for your team next year? A different quarterback, another wide receiver, or somebody for defense? Which one are you looking at? That's a good question. Um, I'd say 
probably another wide receiver threat. Nice. Yeah, you can't bank on Watkins. The guy's always hurt. Yeah. Yeah, because after that, you pretty much have eagle wide receivers, just saying. <laughs> you know, uh, Nick, I need you to do something for me for uh, for Christmas this weekend. So I just uh, recently saw a photograph of one Tate Dello outside the Hall of Justice. We need to get that dude a razor, man. Send him a razor for me, okay? I, I told him. I said, hey, you need to shave that. Or at least just keep the goatee. He goes, no, oh, it's getting cold here. So I need to keep my face warmer growing. <laughs> that was terrible. Wow. I got to get that guy a razor. Oh, we got to get that guy a razor or something, Pierce. It was, it was scary, Jester. It was. You know, I, I, I got to admit, you know, I, I, I look at the picture, okay, and I, I wonder what was going on. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I really just don't know anymore with Tate. I'm a little worried. You know, listen, <laughs> let's be honest, okay? Now, uh, listen, I've got Nick here. Nick, it's your old man, all right? And I, I, listen, I'm going to leave you with this because i got to get an answer to this right away, all right? Now, he lives in Dallas, correct? No. He, he lives Worth. in just – okay, Fort Worth. You got me. All right. Is he <laughs> literally – no, all right. Now, really, he lives right there. Is he literally really telling people on the street that he's just solely a Buffalo fan or tell me the truth? When he meets people, he goes, yeah, you know, I'm from Buffalo. I'm a Buffalo fan, but I love them boys. Oh, God. Hell no. Never would he you mean to tell me he lives there. He is literally probably the only person in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that's going to walk around and go, I'm not a Dallas fan? No, there's a bunch of us. There's a bunch of us down there. Okay. Ooh. Right. The Bills Maybe we can get you guys on the air. That's nice. <laughs> anyway, Nick, thanks so much. Thanks so much for calling in, man. JT, did you have anything else for him before we let him go? Hey, Merry Christmas. I'm proud of you. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, bud. Christmas to you guys, too. Happy holidays. Nick, keep doing us proud, man. God bless you. You, You're a great, great young man and an inspiration of what all young men should be around this nation by serving it. Thank you so much. God bless you. Happy holidays. (laughs) Merry Christmas. And have a great new year. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Jester. Take care. Unbelievable. Great, great kid. Uh, And really, uh, every young man out there really should aspire to be a Nick Dello out there. You know, we got to keep rolling on. Jesus. Oh, man, look at the time. Wow. You know, we've got somebody on the line, and I'm thinking of trading him for some other caller, if you will. Oh, well, it's funny you mentioned that. This person is all about trading, too. I mean, you want to talk about a trade, you talk about this guy. He should have been a a stockbroker in New York City. I think he missed his calling. You have Trader Horn, you have Trader Joe's, and you have Trader Clums. And there it is. That's about as good as it gets, folks. Next up on here, one of... Uh, we kid, we laugh about, you know, his desire to trade, and we laugh even harder at some of his trades. But 
In that laughter, we do call him a friend and one hell of a fantasy player, Sam Clum. Sam, how are you tonight, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you guys tonight? Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, I got I got to say though, Jester, when you look at it, you know, in two of the big uh, big time money leagues we play with this guy, he's uh, in the finals, and then I believe in your league, he's got a Christmas miracle on a stat adjustment to back into the finals in that one. So three finals, you really can't knock this guy. Not too bad. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, it's for all that you want to say, he's a hell of a fantasy player and doing really well this year. Uh, really surprising a bunch. And yeah, you know. Uh, in that league, he, he somehow, I don't know who he talked to, but somehow got a stat adjustment. And, uh, yeah, he ended up being in there. No, seriously, folks, he ended up getting in there because a uh, tackle for loss was taken away and ended up being in the playoffs by, like, point three eight. And gesture, gesture. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, that's, that, that's a karma adjustment because last year I won the championship by – 4.8 and I had a five point adjustment afterwards and I lost the championship. This is true. This is true. He's one, he's lived by the sword. He's died by the sword. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one ends in one of my other leagues. Yeah. I, I suffered at the other end of it. I had a, uh, I had a loss by one tenth of a point for the finals. So Ouch. that one, yeah, those, I hate those. I'd rather get blown out than lose like that. <laughs> I really, I really would. But uh, no, I, I have you on tonight, Sam, simply as you are the only fantasy player other than JT and myself on the show tonight for that reason, because you are stepping up, sir, and becoming one hell of a competitor to play against. And uh, we look forward to having you not just on more leagues, but on the shows more often, sir. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Now, uh, go ahead, JT. I got to get a, yeah, I want that prediction. I've been waiting to hear his prediction. That's where I was going. One last thing. Yep. I'm ready for it. What do you got (laughs) for it, Sam? So you're talking about prediction for the playoffs, right? Yeah, give us yeah. your final four. All right, man. I, I'll start with the AFC. Obviously, I gotta I gotta stick with New England as the one seed. Uh, basically, they're the top defense in the league, as you can see. The last couple of years, defense wins championships. Um, but also, they have a little guy named Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. Um, so I think they're sitting pretty good. The problem I'm having, I'm kind of torn I think uh, in the later rounds between uh, Kansas City and Oakland Um, I'm one of those people that believes it's really hard to beat somebody three times in the same year Um, Oakland has a lot of offensive weapons and uh, I've been going going back and forth with this but I still think Kansas City can beat them because both the games that they played I just think uh, uh, it wasn't close so I'm going to go with KC and New England on the AFC side um the NFC side, I'm probably going to be different from most people on this one, but um, I'm going to go with kind of what, what where the playoffs are looking right now. Um, I, I'm going to go with Atlanta, and I'm going to go with uh, um, I'm trying to Atlanta. And who was the other team that I was going to go with? Oh, it's the Green Bay Packers. So um, Green Bay, all right. Yeah, it's a little bit different than everybody else because right now, uh, if you look at the 
if the brackets were today, uh, they wouldn't have a shot of uh, really playing each other. But I think once uh, Green Bay beats Minnesota and then beats Detroit next week, they're going to bounce up into a different bracket and uh, switch out with uh, Detroit. So, but I will not pick the Giants. So, I hope you weren't expecting that, Mr. Jester. No, I wasn't worried about it. We've got enough fans. We don't need you. Oh. <laughs> is that Man, is that all the fr- fans that are boom. that are rooting for the three awesome. picks tonight from your boy Eli? Yeah, you know, absolutely beautiful, beautiful night. Imagine how much I enjoyed that game sitting next to an Eagle fan just watching the game and going, I told you before it started, the only way we lose is if Feli breaks out. And sure enough, Feli broke out. Nothing nothing you can do. But you know what? Here's one thing, Sam. I said that that was the one way that they could lose, and that was the one way that they lost, other than, uh, like I said, I still think that call really was BS, the end of the game there, towards the end of the game, that pass interference. But, um, you know, when you're honest about your team, at the beginning of the year, you're telling everybody your team's an 11-5, and 10-6, and 6, maybe 11-5 at best team. And here we are at the end of the season. I have predicted my team 13 and two. I've been wrong literally two times all year about my team. Uh, I'm realistic. I'm realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but I'm realistic about my team is this. Pardon me. You're starting to streak the other way, man. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, I mean, I got tired after, after so many wins in a row and, uh, (laughs) No, actually, uh, here's no. It's not two in a row. I won last week. Oh, I didn't believe. I didn't realize he snuck that win in between there. Okay, the, the Dallas game and the Eagles game are the ones you got the L on. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, here's the thing, and, and like I said again, I'm pretty honest about my team. And one of the things, uh, as if you watched last night, here's the here's the problem with the team. First, you should be running Perkins more because he's the only one that can get more than two to three yards of carry on a regular basis. Jennings, once in a while, will pop one. He can't break a tackle. So, first of all, they should be running Perkins more. Second, when you go ahead and run the same damn offensive set, three wide, one back, every play practically – it allows a moron like Schwartz to be able to play defense against you with the same defense the whole game. I mean, you should, I mean, listen, there's times uh, where it's not always the better team that wins. Sometimes it's the better coach team. And you don't have to be. Dropping? <laughs> when you don't have to be a mental giant to plan defensively against the Giants. That's just me. I don't know. Listen, let me get off this. Sam, sorry about that. I had to get on. You see, you start me up. You start messing with my team. It gets me all worked up like that. Anyway, Sam. I mean, one one good thing, though, Jester, they only gave up 17 points, and I would expect the Giants to be able to win any game that their defense only gives up 17 points. Listen, uh, one of the things that most Giant fans don't like it when I talk about is uh, Eli's numbers in cold weather. Eli's not yeah. a cold weather quarterback. He's just not. He's got smaller he's hands. Cold yeah, because he's, uh, he's in the wrong city. 
you look at you look at his record in December and January at Giant Stadium or any cold weather venue, okay, and it's not exactly always the best. In particular, at Giant Stadium. So yeah, whatever. That's why that's why you know those years we depended on not just Eli. We had a running game that we could depend on, and uh, we don't have that right now. And we have it. We have a very uh, predictable offensive set right now. So, anyway, Sam, thanks so much for calling in. You, your family, have a great, great holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Enjoy. We'll be talking have to you one, next Sam. year. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, you guys have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. And I'm sure I'll talk to you soon about trading. Uh, you bet. <laughs> I, I, I would be shocked if I didn't. Yeah. Exactly. You have a great night. No. <laughs> All right, you guys too. Now, Des, yeah, I, I got to throw this out there because I have I have a feeling Gary's coming in shortly, and you know he is a is a Patriots fan like you were talking about earlier. I've got a bone yeah. to pick with him. See, you know, last night I you know had a little time to kill before my trip today, so I thought, you know what, I'll play a little uh, John Madden football. You know, the one with Gronkowski on the cover. You know, I went to pop it in the machine. Art imitates yeah. life. The disc is broken. <laughs> The disc is broken. Uh, Just like you know, I, 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 thought I thought you were going to tell me automatically it loads in with all the cheats on. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Uh, I like when, that. when you yeah. first said well, it, nice. when you first said it, I thought you were going to be like, "Yeah, you know what? Never, never seen this before. I bought the Gronkowski edition, and every cheat code has already been entered. This is wonderful." Well, yeah. Every cheat code's entered and the game's broken because, you know, oh, talk about a guy, waste of, a waste of talent for that poor guy. So, anyway, we got to get him in here. Yeah, let's get Gary in here before the situation goes a little flat, you know. Don't want to. Oh. Let a little air out of the subject right now and get Gary in here. Did, did Gary hang up on us? <laughs> no, Gary, Gary, let me tell you something. Gary's a bulldog. Gary ain't going nowhere. I'm sure. I'm sure he's not going anywhere. Matter of fact, let's see. Mr. Gary Ruat, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Huh, you know, it's unbelievable. He's there. He survived, and he is living through us, uh, tormenting him about his team. But nonetheless, it's still the Patriots. How are you feeling about your team this year? You think you're going uh, to the Super Bowl, Gary? Yeah, I'm feeling great about them. We got the bye. So, whoever we see in divisional and in conference, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. All right, all right. Who do you think you're going to see? Who uh, I've been asking everybody tonight. Now, let me ask you. Who do you see as the final four in the NFL? Who, who's going to be in the NFC and the AFC championship game? I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Patriots. And then in the NFC, I'm going to go with the Cowboys and the Packers. Cowboys. No giant. They're not going to be looking. They're not going to be looking too giant in the playoffs. Yeah, um, I I'm I got to be honest with you, Gary. You know, uh, as you mentioned about the Giants and the playoff situation, uh, after watching how the team has been playing lately, and in particular. The offense, I'm a little worried about our playoff chances all of a sudden because, you know, I can see Washington, who really is, you know, 
playing spoiler now, what better way to be a spoiler than your team in the division? And a guy on that team who usually gives us problems to Sean Jackson, uh, playing on a team that would love to play spoiler. So I, I, I think you're right. I think Dallas could be one of the two teams. Uh, I, I don't know. You've got Green Bay. I got to be honest with you. My pick, folks, and I, I've gone Dallas Atlanta in this. And uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of people go with Green Bay. Matter of fact, Sam, we heard Sam go Atlanta and Green Bay. And uh, the New England, Kansas City, uh, Gary, got to be honest with you. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. I've got New England and K- Kansas City. Now, before we ask you any other questions about some of the games this week, JT, how about you? Mm-hmm. You've heard Gary's uh, well, picks. You've yeah, heard, heard mine. Gary's You've picks. heard a bunch of people's. Let, let's get your final four. Uh, well, something we talked about a couple weeks ago, I still like Kansas City, New England, and the AFC. Over in the NFC, though, as much as it pains me to do this, I'm going to have to agree with Busy. I, I have Seattle and Dallas. I think Seattle's uh, going to show a little bit of their mettle as we get towards the end of the season here. I think their team is still good enough to make a run in the playoffs. The NFC is weak. The NFC is watered down this year, and I think it's ripe for Russell Wilson and that team to uh, take advantage of. So, Dallas, Seattle, Kansas City, New England. All right. All right. You know, one of the things, folks, we've got Gary on here because, you know, we do football picks, not just the fantasy portion of of football. We give you a couple people here and there on that. But also we do the football picks, and we've got Gary on tonight to talk about these picks. as a little bit of an audition. Maybe next football season, maybe get him on on a regular basis. Let's see how he does. Let's give him the picks. And, and let him start off with the picks tonight with his game. Gary, the Jets are visiting New England. Who do you have? <laughs> So I have to answer that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. I just forgot to start out with that one. JT, do I even have to ask you to? The Jets, I'll tell you what, do yourself a favor, Jets. Just stay in the team hotel. Stay warm. You're not winning that game. It's not even going to be close. If Matt Moore can throw for four TDs on you, think what Brady's going to do to you. Yeah, it is pretty disgusting. All right, let's give him his first real one, JT. Gary, Atlanta's visiting Carolina. Who do you have and why? I'm going with Atlanta. Carolina has not been looking good, and they're basically out of it. And Atlanta, they've they've been kicking it up. All right, all right. JT? Uh, Atlanta's two-headed monster of Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman are absolutely just playing out of their mind, even without Julio Jones. Keekley's back for Carolina, but I just don't think that's enough to uh, swing the pendulum in their favor, so I'd say Atlanta wins this as well. Yeah, Atlanta's rolling. They want to keep that momentum going into the playoffs, and Carolina uh, just has not shown me enough. Last week was absolutely adorable, but uh, I just don't see them being able to do something against a team that, again, Atlanta is just really one hell of a powerhouse on offense right now. 
defense playing good enough. And again, the Carolina team that struggled, I've got Atlanta as well. Miami at the Bills. JT, Miami's your team. We'll go with you. What do you got on this one? Um, we looked good against the Jets last week, but let's be honest, the Bills are not the Jets. Uh, LaShawn McCoy scares me. He's always had good games against Miami. I think Buffalo is going to have the edge in this game. Bills win. Bills. All right. Gary, who do you have, Miami or the uh, or the Bills? I also have the Bills. Hmm. And I think Bills are going to beat the Dolphins, and then Patriots are going to beat the Dolphins week 17, and Bills will be in second place. Ooh. What do you think about that one there, uh, Dolphin fan? Think he's right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the radios will stop working and the ball will be a little flat. And Yeah, they probably win week 17 as well. I'm not going to dispute that. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right. Love it when we get the two AFC East guys in here at the same time. Better rethink that one next time. All righty. Uh, Washington, I'm going to start this one off. Washington, Chicago, and uh, Chicago to me is just uh, a, a train having a train wreck of a season. The defense is inconsistent. One week they look good, and the next they look god awful. And the Washington, uh, I think by virtue of the Giant loss, now uh, there's some hope that if they can win this one and then win next week that they are in the playoffs. So I, I see this one as a real simple one that Washington goes into Chicago and uh, I, I can see them winning by about 17 this week. So I've got Washington big uh, JT. Yeah. I look at the same thing. You are Washington's got something to play for. Chicago is limping into the end of the season, just trying to get to the off season. And uh, yeah, I see Washington win big on this as well. All right. Gary? Yeah, definitely Washington. And if Dallas beats the Lions on Monday night, mm-hmm. that'll clinch a spot for the Giants. So I uh, have to beat the Giants. Will. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> the things you do for love. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is disgusting. I just, I'm just going to get sick thinking of that. Thanks for that one, Gary. Appreciate it. Yeah, somebody had asked me today, what's the scenarios now? And I'm like, you know, you got to understand, Gary, I was I was, couldn't have been more disgusted with my team last night. Uh, I had somebody ask me today, so what's the scenario for the Giants getting in? I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. I don't even think they're going to make it. Uh, you know how you are after a loss. I'm just so bitter right now i'll admit it i am that was that was terrible last night but anyway uh all right gary you're up san diego goes into cleveland is this it can cleveland finally squeak one out you think against a a san diego team on the road yeah i actually think that this will be cleveland's first win nice nice and uh, what do you think? Are you going to do it in the air, or are they going to do it in running? I think they're going to run it and pass it. Just a whole They're doing it everywhere. Yeah? Everywhere, yeah. JT, you agree? 
Yeah, I've actually I've actually got Cleveland get picking up their first W of the season here as well. Um, I see the rookie Coleman having a big game this week, and I also like uh, you know I like what they're doing with that tight end position. It seems to be a little you know mix of you know Barnage is hurt, somebody else steps up, and it seems like a position that they're starting to utilize a little bit more. But I think Coleman takes the top off that defense this week, and Cleveland does get their first W. And uh, I believe both of you have been hitting the holiday punch. And I have no clue what you're talking about any longer. San Diego and Phillip Rivers uh, will be able to pass and run all over the Cleveland defense. There's a good chance I'm hearing that Melvin Gordon will be back. And if so, that'll just uh, put it over the top. I don't even uh, really, you know, step away from the punch bowl. All right, go sit down, go grab some bread or hey, something, um, have something to eat. Well, do me a favor. Cup of coffee for these favor. two. I think they're drunk. Yeah, do me a favor, Jester. While uh, Gary and I step away from the punch bowl, you know, it's been yeah. a long time since you've gone over the actual standings of the picks this year. Uh, we haven't heard that in a while, so maybe you could give us a quick rundown on that. We uh, Actually, I don't have that in front of me right now at my desk where oh, I am. Oh, okay. okay. I just have the pick sheet right now. Um, but we will right. go over that when we come back. We will go over that. I promise you when we come back. Um, San Diego is a team that's playing in a city that they don't want, and a lot of the fans don't want them at this point. There's no motivation for that team to do anything. I think they're right for the picking. Sure it is. They're going to Cleveland where they'll be able to look around and go, it could be worse. We could be here. At least they'd have a stadium. <laughs> All right. So there we go. We've got – wow, where's Mrs. Jester now? <laughs> JT, Tennessee oh. versus the Jaguars. Go ahead. Break well, it, it to her. It, way back when, when we first started this uh, anti-Jaguars campaign that you put me up to off the air, Mrs. Jester, just so you know, he put me up to it. But um, – <laughs> Yeah. You know, Tennessee ran all over that team. Like we said before, the running game is far too strong for that defense to handle. Mario has morphed into one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Uh, the defense is playing well, and Tennessee's got something to play for. The Jags didn't even play tough enough to save their coach's job. Tennessee in the landslide. Okay. Who do we see? We see more Henry like we did last week. Or uh, we go back to seeing uh, featured Demarco Murray. I think I think you're going to see kind of a, a a balanced load from everything I'm reading. Malarkey basically wants to keep both back fresh, so seems like a good way to do it. Chris Ivory, I'm going to hit you with one. King's ransom or fool's gold. Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory. Week. Yeah, Chris Ivory. Um, a guy that, that, again, Jekyll and Hyde on that one, a guy who some weeks looks good, other weeks looks bad. He doesn't do well with teams with fast linebackers. He does well with the more um, prototypical middle linebacker types. He seems to get his yards. The guys that can run sideline to sideline like Tennessee has tend to stop him. So I'm going fool's gold on Chris Ivory this week. Hmm. All right. Um, before we get to my picks, Gary, who do you have, Tennessee or Jaguars? I also have Tennessee, and I think they're going to run all over them, and they have a chance for the playoffs. 
Yeah, they're not a bad team. Like I said, they're they're coming along little little by little, little by little here and there. But um, you know, let's see, I got to write that down before I forget. Tennessee. All right. Um, from a fantasy standpoint, I, I gotta say one thing. I think you're wrong on that, JT. I, I think uh-huh. you're finally. You know, I wrote an article, folks. If you go on to fantasyjusticesports.com. Uh, the beginning of the week, right after uh, Gus Bradley got fired, I wrote an article about the team, uh, about the Jaguars, and about one in particular part was that, you know, I wonder how much Marone really saw an opportunity there and took advantage of it because the very first game Marone was there, he decided to run Ivory like a beast, okay? And uh-huh. he hasn't run anybody like that since. Not one running back has had that many touches since. And I think that's what you're going to have now, that Gus is gone. Well, oh, hey, guess what? All of a sudden, we're going to be able to supply Blake Bortles with a running game. This is the kind of game that's a trap game for a young team on the other side, on that Tennessee side. You know, Jaguars, you're going to have that coach in their ear. Hey, listen, you're playing for your spot on a team. Might not be this team, but remember, boys, you're you're auditioning for yourselves for next year. Might not be on the Jags. It might be somewhere else. So you might put in an effort. I think you guys are wrong on this. I think you guys are missing this one. Uh, Again, I'm going to disagree with the two of you. I'm going to go the Jaguars on this one. They do have the talent. There's no disagree. I mean, listen, there, there's no way you're going to take away the idea of the talent on that team. Now, let's see what they do with it. I think this is the game that they can go ahead, sneak up on Tennessee, and grab this one. So I'm going to go a little different. Minnesota little Green different. Bay. Pardon me? Oh, I said going a little different on that. That is, Gary, that's cover your butt so the misses does not beat it pick from the Jester this week in the Jags. Yeah, Tennessee really is playing for playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to understand, see, Gary, uh, at this time of year, you want to keep everything as good as you can at home, okay? (laughs) We're not a bunch of troublemakers. Listen, listen, JT, you got to understand who we have on the line, all right? Who we have on the line is this, okay? And and listen, I got to take a break here from picking the football, you got to understand, okay, we've got a little bit of a rebel and a rebel family. The whole Ruots, okay, have gone rogue, if you will. All right? And here's the problem with the Ruots now. They have completely, completely ruined it for everybody. All right? If you haven't been paying uh-huh. attention to the news, folks, okay, uh, and it's made national uh, a couple, it's been on t- in time and everything else, the Ruots have gone ahead and done something so despicable that it is making national news. And down here, okay, we are all just shocked at what they have done. Uh, JT, right now in DeBarry, Florida, there is, a, uh-huh. there is an HOA up in arms because the Ruots had the nerve to put up Christmas lights. What are you guys thinking? This, this is the kind of people that we have on the air right now. 
Okay, you know, fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. We might have Gary Jr. on the line, but Gary Sr. is the probably the biggest troublemaker in that whole Christmas light thing. Okay, so you know, this is you got to take it with a grain of salt. Where you know you're listening to Gary here, he sounds like a nice guy. Don't let it fool you. He will be out there. I'm sure he was out there helping decorate, okay, and creating the Christmas scene that has offended probably just one person, some very bored person, actually. Yeah, maybe two. Um, yeah, 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 some moron. And uh, listen, I, I, I really, my, my only hope is that somehow, okay, I get to meet the people that are giving the Ruats a problem. Uh, regarding the situation, uh, I've got we a couple of choices. I'd love, yeah, you know what? Great idea. Great idea. Uh, Gary, I'm going to write your HOA and invite them on the air to explain themselves. That's a JT, this is why I love you. You're great. Hey, bring them on. Let's hear what they got to say, you know? Yeah. You know what, Gary? Do me a favor. Make sure your dad texts me the name and number. To the HOA over there, and I will call them and, and try and see if they will be brave enough to come on the air and explain what's the problem. Definitely, definitely. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, no, that sounds good. All right, listen, let's get back to the picks. Let's get back to the picks. Enough kidding around here. Uh, well, some of it was kidding. I was dead serious about getting the HOA on here. I want them to explain the problem to me, but uh. Minnesota, Green Bay. JT, go ahead, hit it. Uh, Minnesota, talk about a, a tale of two seasons. Um, starting off 5-0 and and has absolutely gone into oblivion since then. The team I wrote off in the Packers is coming back uh, little by little. Still don't think they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs, but in this game, they will beat the Vikings, Packers, all the way on that one. Okay. Uh, Gary? I'm also going with the Packers, and they're going to start running the table over the Vikings and then the Lions. They're going to make the playoffs and get to the conference championship. Nice, nice. There's this call right there. And, you know, right now that's the uh, – right there ends the 1 o'clock, the early games on Saturday. Just going to take a quick break from the picks to say hello. We've got, you know, earlier JT on the line – and uh, Gary, bear with me for one second. We've got somebody I want to get on the air real quick on the line. And uh, we had Nick Dello on earlier, and we've got his uh, troublemaking, Dallas loving, don't tell me your oh. Buffalo fan father on. The only man in the Fort Worth, Dallas Fort Worth area that claims, oh, no, 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 I'm not a Dallas fan. Tate Dello is on the line from FantasyJusticeSports.com. He's a part-time writer and full-time pain in the – no, great guy, great guy. I can't say that. Tate, how are you tonight, sir? Greetings. How are you, gentlemen and jester? Great, great. Great. Gentlemen and jester. I like that. Sweet, sweet. I actually like that now. Now, I do have to to ask uh, Tate a question here. So – who was it in one of our big fantasy leagues we play in that you drafted this past year in the first round that really helped lead you to the playoffs? 
Um, I believe it was the person you're referring to is the running back known as Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, and who? I'm sorry, who does he play for? Unfortunately, he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. So, would it Not be fair to the say the Buffalo Bills? The Buffalo Bills. Would it be fair to say then that this year you have rooted for the Cowboys, or at least Elliott, because he is the Cowboys, to do well on numerous occasions? Oof. I'm hoping that's the case. Oof. So, so there, there it is. He has rooted for the Cowboys this year. He has to. He has to cheer for He them. has no choice. He has to cheer for their success. Terrible. Terrible. It really oh, is. what would you expect? Look at where he lives. It's not like he's going to live there and go, no, I'm not a Cowboy fan, and survive. Oh, well, I got to be, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know the, if I the realisticness, there, I would be a Cowboy fan. The realisticness of it is I haven't rooted for the Cowboys as a whole but I have rooted for Ezekiel Elliott to do well, to spur my team on to the playoffs, which, unfortunately, when I got to the playoffs, it didn't go as expected. Now, you see, no, he's living a lie. He's living a lie. JT, no, I'm going to call this right now. I'm going to call this right now, okay, because in order for Ezekiel Elliott to do well, the whole Dallas Cowboy team has to do well. Bear with me on this one. Okay. In order for Ezekiel wait, wait, wait. Let, let me interrupt you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you going to use the same argument with David Johnson, who happens to be the only running back in NFL that's had 14 straight 100-plus yard games to start the season? But what's his team's record? No, 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 no. That's not even close to where I was going. I, that, that, no. Listen, you have to root for Ezekiel Elliott, okay, because that's your fantasy player. And Ipso facto, you have to go ahead then and root for Dallas, and here's why, okay? This is JT. He's a Dallas fan, and here's why. Because every time he has to root for Dallas to do this, he has to root for Ezekiel to do well so that he can win his fantasy team, that league, okay? And rooting for Ezekiel Elliott to do well, that means that the offensive line has to do well. That means that... The quarterback and the wide receivers have to do well, too, in order to take the pressure away so that they're not loading the box on just Ezekiel Elliott. Then, on top of it, okay, you've got the defense. See, the defense has to do well to keep the game close so that you're running. You're not having to throw the ball because you're behind or, or it's a blowout. Okay, now you have to run the ball because the defense is playing well. So, in fact, while you're rooting for Ezekiel Elliott to do well, you are really rooting for the whole Dallas team. You have to. Now, now in all fairness, I'm going to pull Fox News on you here and go fair and balanced on this gesture. He could be rooting for Dallas to lose like 46 to 45. You know, that way they stay close. Their offense is producing. Therefore, Ezekiel Elliott's doing well. So there is that possibility in there. No, no, because he gets enough losing from Buffalo. He needs to have that winning feeling. Oh. <laughs> Aren't you hey, glad Buffalo you called? Be- <laughs> <laughs> I will is have it, to is say. This, uh, is this how you uh, go about justifying all the uh, banter 
about the Jacksonville Jaguars doing well. I mean, they've got they've got a former Buffalo coach at the helm now, and Doug Marone. How do you expect them Ooh. to do well? Ooh, I don't. Good call. I don't. <laughs> this is Jester. I hope you're listening. Um, I have to say, while we got Tate on here, um, yeah. we did discuss something with your with your son. Uh, very proud of him with the promotion in the in the, in the army. But uh, we did ask him to somehow, some way, get you a razor for the next time you're standing out in front of that <laughs> hall of justice. Because I'm gonna tell you, you know. I was thinking you were a little, you know, about the Yeti or something standing there. I'm like, whoa, look at all that face behind all that hair. In my defense of not shaving recently, it's been a little chilly here in Dallas for for this part of the country. Okay, it's been a little chilly, so I'm calling it my face warmer. Now, real quick, what month are we in? It's December. It's not no shave November anymore. So it's don't shave December then, correct? Yeah, pretty much. It's a face warmer, though. It helps. There it is. There it is. Breaking news here on the Jester Show. Folks, Tate Dello, part-time writer, part-time podcaster, full-time Dallas fan because he loves Ezekiel Elliott, and he has to have Ezekiel do well. So the only way he's going to do well is, uh, you know, we don't have to go back into that. Can we, Tate, uh, can we get your prediction? Can we yeah, get his yeah, prediction no. before he goes? No doubt, no doubt. Tate, go ahead, hit it. Let's get your well, final four. I have one last quick question yes. to uh, Gary and JT, who picked the Browns. What are you guys smoking? Can I get some? Sure. And JT, <laughs> JT are, you, are you sure you went to North Carolina, not Colorado? Well, hey, I'm, I'm in North Carolina, I'm telling you. You show me what the Chargers have done to justify why they're a slam dunk pick in this game. Philip Rivers. I, I don't. I don't disagree that the Chargers don't have anything to play for, but at the same time, they don't have anything. What's Cle- Cleveland's got nothing to play for either. At this point, Cleveland is just a team. Their players have gone out and shown they they've lost the drive this season. Well, in, next season may be a totally different. So totally different right. year, but right now the Cleveland players just—they've got nothing to play for. You well, see them over there on the well, sidelines in between though. plays; they're constantly just hanging their heads. They don't care. Oh, the no, only they thing do, they're though. playing for is a spot on the team next year. No, 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 they do. I'm going to go all Jester on you and say they're auditioning to play somewhere else next season. It may not be here. <laughs> it may not be there. But they're auditioning <laughs> to play somewhere sometime. <laughs> I love life. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to tie you guys up any longer. But uh, my picks, real quick. I yeah. unfortunately in the AFC, I do think New England is going to go to the AFC Championship game. As far as who it's going to be against, the Raiders is probably a popular pick. I'm going to go with the team that I picked as a underdog sleeper pop candidate to go to the Super Bowl this year. Back in April on our roundtable show. Kansas City Chiefs. So I think the AFC championship game is going to come down to New England and Kansas City. I do think New England will wind up pulling that out and going to the Super Bowl themselves. In the NFC, as much as I hate to say it, and as much as you guys are going to give me even more crap going forward, the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, are going to go to the NFC championship game. And I believe it'll probably be against Seattle. And 
I, I don't want to say it, but again, if Dallas continues playing the way they are and doing what they're doing, it's going to be Dallas New England Super Bowl. And I'm really hoping, as much as I hate it, that matchup is, is an absolute just blow the stadium up matchup for me. Uh, but I do think New England's going to wind up pulling it out. Tom Brady and those guys, they just they figure out ways to win, even with missing guys like Gronk and and people like that. Okay. It, they just and figure out a way to win. Think of the quality of drones today. Think of the quality of drones and video cameras that Bill Belichick can use to spy on the opposing team's practice. I mean, exactly. This should be a lock. Yeah. So, but that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Dallas New England Super Bowl at this point and New England pulls it out. Uh New England Kansas City in the AFC, Dallas Seattle NFC. That's my that's my picks at this point. So, thank you very much thank for the you. time. You guys keep on doing what you're doing. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you guys and your families and everybody out there in Jesterville. Thanks so much, Tate. Same to you. You and your family, great, great people. And God God bless you guys. God bless Nick and the whole Dello family. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Happy New Year, folks. That was Tate Dello on the line and uh, just a great quality man. And uh, I'm happy. It was probably very hard for him, Jester, to pick against his Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. So I got to give him credit for being able to have enough intestinal fortitude to do that. Let me ask you something. Do you think he believes the lie? Do you think he believes that he's not a Dallas fan? Or do you think he knows and is just, you know, it's a work, if you will? Man, he's got Tony Romo under Ruse on under those uh, those clothes. I'm telling you, he's all about the Cowboys. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, well, all right. Well, I, you know, I believe you. Like I said, the whole thing is, when, when you have a choice and it's your draft and you go out and you purposely go get a Dallas Cowboy and you ha- and you live right there, you live right there, you pick a Dallas Cowboy for your draft, and now you have to root for them to do well, uh, maybe, maybe stop living that way. You know, you know, here's the thing. Maybe we should call him Cleopatra. Ooh. Okay. Queen. Queen of Denial. Uh, and with that, we've got Gary still on the line. Gary, uh, you're still with us. We're going to be talking about um, a little power bit more through. football with you. Pardon me? I was going to say, let's power through those late games. Yeah, we got to power through these games real quick because Jester needs a minute or two at the end, too. Indy, Oakland. Gary, go ahead. Um, I'm picking Oakland in this one, and they're going to make it to the playoffs and give Kansas City a shot, but Kansas City's going to go versus New England. Okay, nice. But definitely Oakland in this game. Oakland, yeah. I I, I got you. I got Oakland, too. JT? Um, Oakland's starting to – looks like they feel the pressure of this playoff race, whereas Indy looks like they're starting to play some ball. We've got Indy in an upset special this week. Wow. All right. Indy. Gotcha. Here's a good one for us. Uh, Tampa and New Orleans. Tampa goes into New Orleans. I personally have Tampa uh, rebounding and coming into this game. They've got a, they've got a great road record and they will continue on. Go ahead. New Orleans. I'm sorry. New Orleans. 
too up and down in this. As much as I like Drew Brees, I think he's running out of gas. Me personally, even though last week he put on a show, I'm not really convinced that 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 team is really all that. And I believe Tampa is one of those real, true young teams, inconsistent as hell. They could be down this week. Listen, just uh, I, about seven weeks ago, everybody was writing Tampa off. So after one loss, I, I'm not jumping off off the ship, if you will. <laughs> and uh, I'm going Tampa on that one. JT? Uh, this matchup to me is home team-centric. It's at New Orleans. It's going to be the Cooks and Thomas show this week. New Orleans wins it. Gary, who do you have? As well as the Saints, uh, they're going to beat the Buccaneers, and they still have a chance to make the playoffs, but I don't think they will. But they'll, I think they'll beat the Bucks. Okay. I'm by myself again. San Francisco, Los Angeles Rams. Gary, go for it. Well, the worst game of the whole week, but I'm going to go with the Rams. Clearly the worst game of the week. You are correct there, sir. That is, that's a good one. Exactly. It is. JT, worst game of the week. Who you got? Uh, in the who cares game of the week, I think the Niners win this. I don't see I don't see the Rams having anything at this point. I think the Niners have just enough on offense to get past an anemic Rams offense. Niners win. I have no idea why I took the Rams other than I can't stand Kaepernick. So, um, and no, I won't be changing this pick at the last minute, JT. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Arizona, Seattle. Um, to me, Arizona, as much as you have a great running game, that's pretty much uh, pretty much all they've got against a Seattle team who's home and has continued to improve. I've got Seattle. JT, who do you have? Russell Wilson starting to click. Tyler Lockett's getting involved. Seattle wins this game. Okay. Gary, who do you have? Yeah, Arizona, their playoff chances ended last week, so definitely Seattle. Seattle. Gary, we're going to have to stop the picks right there, and thank you so much for joining us. You, your family, everybody, happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you want. Thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to having you on again next year. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much. Folks, I am the I am the man, the myth, the legend. No, seriously. Folks, I am the Fantasy Jester, and this has been the Fantasy Jester Show starring me, the Fantasy Jester from FantasyJesterSports.com. You're getting the hint on the Fantasy Jester Show. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful year. And for JT and myself and the whole gang, okay, here at Fantasy Justice Sports and the show and all the podcasts, FXE, FXE Live, from all of us to all of you, to all your families, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whether it's Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever you celebrate, folks, go out there and have a ball this year. Don't worry about a thing. Don't do anything but go out there and make more memories with your family, with your loved ones. Enjoy the time. Enjoy, enjoy. We'll see you next year. God bless all of you for listening and being the best fans in the world. 
I am the fantasy jester. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, gang. I'm out of here.